Masha Takabrantas, Beku Safaradai, Luka Savadagai, Tekebrendeski Fedadikeste, Mantalagabadagadaga, Ajikadalagadagabranda. Father Lord, we pray for your servant. Use your servant to bless us tonight. Yokadavadai. Touch his lips, liberate his ears, his eyes. In the name of Jesus, let there be divine revelation. Your word says, we should believe in you, God, and we will be established. And in your prophet, and we will prosper. For surely you will do nothing unless you reveal it to your servant, the prophets. For the mysteries have you withheld from old from the leaders of the world but you have uncovered your mysteries to yourself and the prophets and apostles tonight we pray and we say let your grace rest upon your servant and you seem as a vessel to bless us i bind a new position i resist any spell released against this meeting and I decree and I declare, let your will be established. Let not the will of man be established. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Believe tonight, God has prepared his vessel. And I know for a fact that he is going to be eternal of blessing i want you to open your hearts whatever declaration he makes i want you to receive it mary says something he says something mary says something he said whatever he tells you to do do so i am standing in a place of Mary and I'm saying that whatever the prophet tells you to do, do. You know, there's something about obedience. There's something about obedience. Obedience to the directives of the Spirit of God. So, if you check from Genesis to Revelation, men who were able to lead an exceptional life were men who were able to obey. There was one time that the Bible says the prophet Elisha was about to pass and he called unto him his sons, I mean the king. And he said, take a bow and arrow, open the window and shoot. He told him to shoot. He didn't tell him to shoot a number of times. So as long as he said shoot, you keep on shooting. That was the instruction. But scripture says that and the king shot one, twice and on the third time He's short and he ended. And the prophet said, you should have done more than that. Because of what you did, the enemies that you are battling with, you will only defeat them for three times. And after that, they will overpower, overpower you. So there's a man that God has anointed, he has prepared. A man that I have known over, I mean, the years. A man that I've been connection with. A man on fire, a man who is passionate about the things of God, a man who hears the voice of God, and a man who has been tested over the years, over the times of our relationship as brothers. He carries my name. He carries the name Emmanuel, and I'm also Emmanuel. So God ordained this meeting before we even came to this world. And he knew that a time will come that we will connect and we will do ministry. And God knew that he's going to bring him to be a blessing to you tonight. So wherever you are, I want you to just, I mean, shut every distraction, any noise, whatever you are going to just put it aside. This is the time to hear from God. This is the time to receive from God. He said, my children shall leave not by any other thing but by the words that proceed out of the mouth of god 
There's a prophet in our midst. And his name is Prophet Emmanuel Tukoyabwana from Book Ministries, Italy. So without spending much time, I want us to welcome Prophet Emmanuel Tukoyabwana to lead us into the presence of God. Amen. 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 God bless you, Apostle. Please, can you all hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. I just want to get a feedback. Well, if you can hear me, I just want you to shout a big amen unto the Lord. If you can hear me. Amen. Okay, good. God bless you so much, Daniela. I think we are ready to go. Because I wanted to check my network because of where I am thinking. I mean, where I am. Hallelujah. God bless Apostle for such a wonderful moment like this. Church, I think we, we, we need to celebrate our man of God and we need to honor him so much. The last time I was telling a congregation that there are some few people that God brings in your way which you need to make sure that they are always there you don't have to let them go because they are a blessing unto us hallelujah and we are so privileged to have a servant of god who avail himself for god despite the work he does where he goes yes though he is always there for the kingdom of god and we need to celebrate him god bless him so much I, I, I celebrate my man of God, my brother, so much. And God bless you for coming. And God bless you for joining today's meeting. I believe that it has been ordained. It has been ordained by God. Because I was talking with my brother yesterday. And I was like, Apostle, I'm charged. When should we close the meeting? When should we close the meeting? He said, uh today we have to close early tomorrow we have to close early but friday it does lead you to to close anytime you can close hallelujah because i believe that when it, we are talking about grace our month of grace there's a lot to know there's a lot to know can you open up your mouth and pray in the spirit in a five minutes for the scripture said he will pray in thumbs speak it to edify himself he who pray in tongues speak it to edify himself and he will pray into sometimes we do not know what to pray about but the spirit intercede on our behalf so wherever you are you want to join me as we lift up our voice, I believe it's a fasting and prayer. We'll be praying more, so you just want to get prepared and we'll pray. <laughs> it's, it's for your grace is the size that the, the size of your grace is the size of God. Your size, the size of grace is the size of God. The knowledge of His grace is the cure to every disgrace and suffering in life. When you secure grace, you secure the divine help of God. When you secure grace, you secure the divine help of God. Grace is not a feeling. No, grace is a person. Grace is a person. And grace has a poetry. And grace has a kingdom and there is a throne. So that is why the scripture said that enter into the throne room of grace. Enter into the throne room. You will meet grace there. So grace has a throne that you have to enter where you have to meet him so grace is not a thing but grace is a person grace is a person and that is why the more you spend time with a person the more you get to know the person the more you spend time with somebody the more you get to know him better
better than any other person you see those that they know apostle those that they 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 they, they, they know him they know him by having a communication with him they know him by having a daily affair i mean they are they are always talking with him there is a communication they they they, they know what he where he is so the more you get closer to know somebody it determines what or the how you know the person and the same thing happens to grace listen there is a grace that is the saving grace for everybody as i think we will get to we will get there as we are going i mean we have three days this one is a saving grace a saving grace which has reached out to all christians but listen there is a greater grace their grace are in measure grace are in measure so your grace cannot be cannot be the same as the grace of a, of the apostle no he gives according to how he wants he gives in measure so the measure is when you get time and you get very close to god you see if you have a father or if you have a grandfather and you are very close to that person the more you are close to him the more he shows you the hidden hidden things and the properties he has the more he shows you the secret of him the more he he directs you or leads you to things that people don't know that is how grace is grace is a person so the more you get closer to grace eight and every day you spend time with grace you develop an intimacy with grace then grace begin to show you greater things that you know of so grace is something great that i mean the size of of grace is the size of god so there is nothing like small grace i mean if you have the grace and you think grace it ends as somewhere no it doesn't end for for example let me i don't know any of you that can tell me or can show me where the sea ends if you're able to show me where the sea ends then we can determine where grace ends because god have created certain things for us to see so that we cannot doubt him and the power of him because if you are christian sometimes you doubt god then you doubt the nature of god you doubt the things created by God. Hallelujah. So, grace is not a feeling. Grace is ability. You, grace is ability. Grace is a center of all of God's intention towards you. And I believe that grace is behind the making of all men. Grace is behind the making of all men. So, as a Christian, we Christian, we have grace is what makes us unique and calm colorful grace is what makes you unique and colorful so if you have grace or uh, if grace is at work in you it is very 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 important and it is very 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 good it's very very good the reason why sometimes the only thing that we lack is that we, we don't search for grace more we think that we receive grace and i mean people talk about oh we we all have the grace of god i mean you wake up in the morning and we say how are you doing and say by the grace of god i'm fine i mean that there's a grace to keep you alive and also there is a grace to take you to uh, another level so can you open our scripture to first Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7 it says that but we speak the wisdom of god in mysteries even the hidden wisdom with God ordained before the word unto our glory. You see, God's wisdom is not open. It's not open as you see it like that. It is hidden and it has to be uncovered. God's wisdom is not open. It is hidden and it has to be uncovered. The wisdom, the wisdom of God is always in mysteries. It's always in mysteries. It's always hidden in mysteries. So if, if you want to understand the wisdom of God, you must be able to, 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 search, to search for the scriptures. You must be able to search the wisdom of God. And then in doing this, once you search for the wisdom of God, you are able to get divine revelation in a manner and at a time appointed by God to those 
who who are led by the holy spirit who are led by the holy spirit so you see we have the mystery of grace we have the mystery of grace we have the mystery of grace and this mystery of grace that we have when we read fair apostle paul said that but we speak the wisdom of god in mystery even the hidden wisdom which god ordained before the word unto glory so sometimes people want to say that they want to get mysteries they want to get to the congregation and speak the mysteries unto unto the people but they don't want to spend time to search for the mysteries the mysteries is not like a, a hanging that that you just go and you, it's on the table then you just go and take it but you see there are there is there is a deeper mystery of christ that you have to get to a deeper level a deeper work with him you have to spend a day with him you have to spend a time and an hour with him so that you can understand the mysteries you want to go and speak mysteries unto people but you don't want to spend much time with god that he will teach you the mysteries you see i i, I we were doing a, 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 a revival last month and the minister of god who happens to be one of my spiritual fathers and he said that you see what i am teaching you now I spent time in prayer before I got these revelations. These revelations and mysteries cannot be, be taught by theologians in the theology school. If you think that you are waiting to the time you get to the Bible school to understand the scriptures, then people of God, you are making mistakes. I mean, understanding the scriptures cannot be, you cannot go to the Bible school before you can understand the scriptures. Because I don't remember the time that Apostle, Apostle to Peter had to go to the Bible school. A fisherman had to go to the Bible school. Even after Jesus had left, he was so delighted in his fishing. So he wanted to go back and 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 continue with his fishing but god appeared to jesus appeared to him and said peter if you love me feed my flocks if you love me go back to the ship feed them you see but bible said on the day of pentecost this man he spent time with god in prayer i believe that the word that god has given to them they were praying about the word they were praying about the holy ghost to come they were not just talking when they gathered there but they were praying in tongues and they were praying to receive so the holy ghost did not come in just a day in the seconds but bible said they were they had cut that there and they were praying and they were praying and they were praying and as well as they were praying in the holy ghost they were praying to god that was when they received the power and the holy ghost that was when they received grace upon them because that and to understand and explain the scriptures uh, it cannot be done in theology school there were no pharisees and Sadducees to explain the scriptures to peter but when the holy ghost came upon peter when peter has prayed and the apostles have prayed and the disciples has prayed peter bible said that peter stood and was able to speak the mysteries of christ unto people and people got saved and this was a record and you see this peter who was speaking had not gone to theology school so do you think that the mysteries that he was speaking about god which was covered somewhere in the scriptures do you think it, it is the theologians that will be able to teach him but no it is time that he spent with god in prayer people of god this is a revival this is a prayer and fasting time that we want to receive grace grace cannot be served on on, on your bed when you come that you are sleeping that we will present grace to you that take the grace grace cannot be spared cannot be present to you when you are watching television and movie and we say take this is grace grace cannot be taken oh, and bring to you when you are going on the holidays and we say take this is grace but there is time peter and the apostles could have spent time and and and, and go around and have fun but you see because they wanted to do something for god because he wanted to feed the flocks because he wanted to feed the sheep he has to spend time in prayer he has to spend time in prayer and fasting and wait for the power from the holy ghost and the bible said he received greater grace on that day they received greater grace on that day i came to tell you that you see 
you want grace but you don't have time to spend with god you want grace to do something some i, I remember i i i i have a spiritual son one day and he said i asked him that what do you want god to do for you and he said i want to see and i'm like how do you want to see if you want to see is it uh, 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 how do you want to see and he said i want to see something and i'm like what have you prayed i mean do you spend time praying and this man was spending time watching movies and watching football and watching i mean we all love football we all love football but you see when it comes to time to meet grace there is no like football and there is no like what we like but it's about what grace wants because we aim to receive grace and i told him listen if you have never spent time to pray with god god can never review anything to you god can never review anything to you because you don't spend time with him so you cannot receive so there there is grace there is grace there is grace today i just want you to know that grace is is from god and grace is one of the key concept the concept in the bible that the unfolding of grace began in the old testament see, grace did not happen now in the old testament that there was grace happened grace it happened from the old testament so when people talk about now we are enjoying grace now and i said through the scripture like no in the olden times in the old testament god was revealing to them the grace that is coming so the grace was revealed to us if you want to understand grace very well and the scriptures very well you have to always get and get time and spend time and read the old testament you understand grace you understand grace because it is brought to completeness with the revelation of jesus christ in the new testament the old testament is brought to the completeness with the revelation of jesus christ in the new testament it is in this vein that apostle paul wrote to titus that he said for the grace of god that has bringeth salvation has appeared to all men for the grace of god that has bringeth salvation has appeared to all men so the grace of god is the bedrock of christianity is the bedrock of christianity and it is the same grace that make christianity unique and colorful as i said earlier on that the grace of god is beyond human compression it's beyond that also when you read romans chapter 11 verse 33 say that oh the deepest of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of god how unsearchable are his judgment and his ways his his ways pass finding out and and brought and powerful the stand of action and how much it produces nearly in conversion that that is why i said into that grace is the size of god grace is the size of god grace is the size of god this grace is the size of god hallelujah hallelujah so today i want you to know something we are going to i will just introduce certain things that we move on that for you to get grace grace bestowed dominion 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 you see, revelation of grace confers dominion on, on you. To understand grace elevates you to a level of control or rulership, which Adam lost but has restored in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was so, Jesus was a perfect offering. I mean, when Adam lost grace, which was given to him, Jesus was a perfect offering was the perfect one that jesus was put to death for our sins and god raised him up from the dead to secure our justification hallelujah to secure our justification so by his death and our dominion was restored the absence of dominance leads to 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 a state devoid of power hallelujah so when we talk about the revelation of grace is a master key to the statement of dominion so grace is the master key to the statement of dominion grace is the master key to the statement of dominion you want to do domain you want to dominate at where you are you want to dominate in your in your house you want to dominate in your business i mean you will need grace 
if grace is not involved you cannot dominate if grace is not involved you cannot dominate dominion is the power or the right govern or controlling something listen dominion is the power or the right govern or controlling something so when you have dominion it means that you have the authority you have the authority or you it connects to the lordship and the rulership it is so sway and influence dominate and control so dominion is the combination of power and authority dominion is a combination of power and authority and authority i just want you to just flow with me so through grace dominion is our birthright in christ jesus listen through grace dominion is our birthright in christ jesus and I, earlier on i said that dominion not long ago i said dominion is a combination of power and authority and through grace this power and authority has become our birthright in jesus christ this power and authority has become our birthright in jesus christ so the grace this this dominion that we have is god's word for us as his children is god's word for us as his children so the dominion way is that the god ordained way to live the dominion way is that is god ordained way to live and these things can be enjoyed by those that are under grace yeah under grace dominion is your crown of glory your dominion in other words your grace is your crown of glory so the grace bestowed dominion so for you to have dominion you will need grace you will need grace you will need grace you will need grace you see people always say oh we have been saved by grace yes grace is at work people of god listen i mean we are talking about this world where we 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 are talking about people having dominion and authority we are dealing and handling with principalities we are handling with people in wicked places and you wake up in the morning and you are saying that oh i mean by the grace of god we will overcome i mean we will overcome yes we don't by that grace of god you overcome but that is not that grace that we are talking i mean you will need dominion and for someone to need dominion it is not dominion on his bed or her bed but it is dominion in encountering grace in prayer in time of fasting in time of fasting you can fast you can pray and you want dominion where do you want to dominate where do you want to dominate you see Esau was so careless about his dominion, his right, his birthright, that because of food, he sold his birthright. Some of us, we have, we have sold our birthright to other programs. We have sold our birthright to other, other certain people in the community, to our friends, certain people. And these people have taken our birthright, our dominion, and these people control any affairs, you see one thing is that the christianity in this world now we have to come to a point and understand that dominion has been given to you so even if you want a christian want to get a job the christian have to go and beg and then you are not seeing a christian that is owning a, a five-star hotel and you are not seeing a christian that is owning a big bank you see when the name comes up all the names that we are hearing are people that they done the bill gaze but when we hear these things we try to trace where they worship we try to trace where they fellowship but you realize that they don't fellowship with the christians they don't fellowship with any other church but these people are reigning and we ask ourselves has god caused has God caused the Christian world to be so poor? Has God left this thing? But this is a birthright given to every Christian who has received Jesus. But the only thing is that we have sold this birthright to the social media. We have sold this birthright to the television programs. We have sold this birthright to people that do not deserve. We have sold our birthright to food. So there is somebody, somebody here, the person cannot even fast on his own. 
but you want grace you want to dominate you want power you want authority but you cannot do anything is it that that the revelation if for you to understand grace the revelation of grace guarantees your dominion on earth the revelation of grace guarantees your dominion on earth grace gives you dominion in all aspect of life and makes you a master over your enemy that is what grace does that is what grace does this one thing about grace this one thing about grace i want to repeat that repeat that again that the revelation of grace guarantees your dominion on earth and grace gives you dominion in all area of your life and makes you master over your enemies and makes you master over your enemies so grace is very important that for every christian you will need grace and you will need greater grace so we 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 have come here to pray and we have come here to 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 seek god face i mean enough of selling your birthright enough of selling your your, your power and authority to other people i mean as a christian you have to you have to cry before you receive something i mean you have to do and the last time that I, I just something happened to one one of few people that are very close to me and i was praying and i was telling god and 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 god gave me a revelation and i shared even the last time at our prayer meeting i said that now now that the church is depending his authority or his power or money from the from the from the from the from the world that even sometimes there are people that we are supposed to tell them what they have to do in the church but because they give us money we can't even talk about their issue because they give us something to support and build the church we can't talk about their issue listen i want to tell you as a man of god as a woman of god that even if they don't bring the money and the tithe, please, the, God will still build His church. Even when they bring those money and the tithe, and their life is not according to the will of God, and they are not living according to what God has planned, and they have swept away, but their tithe is as heavy as the as the size of your church i'm here to tell you that you can tell them to take back their tithe because god does not need their money to build a church god is not expecting people money to build a church god is expecting people that are willing to bring something to god and they are following god we are not going to this we are not going to accept that again that people will come to church they will come and pay their tithe and their offering but they are still not living a life that is worth pleasing to god they are still not living a life that is well worthy to god and we are entertaining them in the church and that is why the church is losing a lot of powers because we have entertained entertainers in the church who told you god cannot build oh our god can build something our god can build something we don't need your money we don't need your money we don't listen even if you are huge sometimes we have to beg you before you can do something for god we don't need you Get up, sit somewhere, sit somewhere. God will bring some people. God will use the old men and women to build a church. If God was able to raise to raise Lazarus from the dead, why? I mean, are you are you telling that God cannot quicken the mortal bodies of these old men and old women, as the scripture has said? Then they will even work more than us. We even work more than us. No, we have to beg the generation before they can do something for God. We have to beg them before they can even go to the church. We have to beg them before they can even do something for God. But that is not what grace is about. That is not what the grace of God is about. You see, grace comes with power and authority. And a man that has received power and authority wants to demonstrate his power, wants to demonstrate his authority. The man is always fire. You see, power is something that is related to fire. So, and anybody that is on fire wants to do something for God, God, the person, even God, if God have not said, you wake up in the morning, then you ask God, what do you want me to do for you? If God have not talked to you, you wake up in the morning and say, God, talk to me. But we are getting to a time of a generation that we are so silly, we are lazy about the things of God, and we want people to pull up, push up, we want people to motivate you. Listen, if your life does not motivate you to wake up in the morning and run for the things of God, then nothing else can motivate you, no matter a speaker that 
is so powerful and come and speak if that speak a word even if, if your life your life that you have is not motivating you you think the life that you have is your on your own you think you are the one that wakes yourself up early in the morning and go and do you all the rounds that you have to do if this life does not motivate you no amount of word that will be spoken on the pulpit can motivate you to do something for god wake up in the morning and you look at your life and you, you you look at your hands and you can see and you can walk and those things that's not motivate you then what else again can motivate you tonight we are talking about the engine of grace and i've told you that grace gives you domain dominion in in all every aspect of your life and make you a master over your enemies you have to become a master over your enemies you have to become master over your enemies. You have to become enemies. Hallelujah. We will pray. We will pray. I will, I will, we will pray tonight. One of the things that grace does is that it eliminates struggles. It eliminates struggles. Yeah. You see, people are struggling. And when you go to them and you tell them to wake up to pray, and it's like you are, you, 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 you are disturbing them, but you are struggling. I don't get it when you are struggling. And nothing motivates you to, to pray. I, I, I don't get away the body of Christ. Listen, I don't know. Like a friend once told me that is also for now. You see, the generation now, he said that in Chile, let me just let me just quote that he said that. And then no, and social and sacrani panum. This will work I'm like, now so would they want to mean come be more? He said that you see, that is how the generation have got into that. Even things that will put, I mean, how things will look like, even when they are down, nothing motivates them. Hey, everything is it's like everything is there. But you see, there are people that they are struggling, they are struggling, they are really struggling in life that they are struggling with addiction, they are struggling with a lot of things, they are struggling when it comes to poverty, they are struggling, and they don't want to enter into the throne room of grace, the throne room and meet grace and tell grace to help. Grace is in to help us. Grace come whenever you receive grace, it eliminates struggle. It eliminates struggle. That is the work of grace. You see, it is obvious that when grace is absent, life becomes a struggle. I mean, it becomes struggle. If you forsake grace, you will end up being disgraced. If you forsake grace, you end up being disgraced. If you forsake grace, like, oh, I'm so glad, you see, of late, there is, this, there is this one man of God that he started with a midnight prayers and people are following and people are praying. And one day God talks, spoke to me about this and said, I was one, I mean, the, the, the number of people that following, I was like, God, all these people. And, and, and God was like, I'm not interested in, 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 in the followers, but I'm interested in the, the, the heart of men that wakes up to know that I, God, I still, I'm still in my miracle business. I'm, I, God, I'm still there that the people have to call upon me anytime and pray. You see, people are struggling. As some of them, I, I can, I can, I can listen to some people. So that someone who said a friend sent to me ten times, I didn't join, so I joined on the eleventh time. I mean, you are waiting till the time that the tenth time that this program will be shared to you before you join. But you don't know when you meet Christ and you meet your encounter. All the struggles that you are going to, if you forsake grace, you will end up being disgraced. And grace takes over where human strength ends. I mean, every human has a strength. I mean, you have where your strength ends. You are not superhuman. I mean, you are not super, you were not created as an angel or you were not created as a god. I mean, let me put it that way. Let me put it that way. You were not created as, but you have where your power ends, your strength ends. And which means that you cannot do all things on your own. You cannot do everything on your own. That is why grace comes in. That is why grace comes in and grace comes to help. So grace is being seen. Grace is tangible. Grace is visible when man functions under grace. It is visible when you function under grace. We can see grace. So you will see somebody 
and the person is going on and the person has a lot of styles and you ask the person how do you acquire all these things and the person can tell you that it is by the grace of god it is by the grace of god it is by the grace of god because the person has encountered grace as a person therefore what grace is doing is that he is taking the struggle of people so when i was ministering i was waiting on god one thing god told me that i am with this convention with this three days program i am going to take strugglers from the life of his of my children that you will not struggle again if there is an era that you struggle in your life there is grace here for you that you won't struggle again you won't struggle again any person that meets grace does not struggle you produce results so in, in the scriptures that Zerubbabel was trying to build he was a judah governor and he he was assigned and he would set himself to rebuild the temple of god to rebuild the temple of god and Zerubbabel was using his strength to build the temple of god and he, he was using his strength but now the word of god appeared to him and told him that he and god spoke to him and he said in in zechariah chapter zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 he said then he answered and spoke to me saying that this this is the word of the lord unto unto zerubbabel saying not by mind not by power not by my spirit sayest the lord of hosts who are thou O great mountain before Zerubbabel that that shall become a plain and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting and crying grace give unto it you see Zerubbabel got to the time that he wanted to build something for God but he was using his strength to build something he was using his power to build and he has neglected grace he said, there are a lot of people in the Christian faith that they are doing something that they want to use their strength to do because of do you know the reason why they want to use their strength they want to do the thing they would then then people come around and tell them that you've done well you've done well I mean you've done such a marvelous work you did all this by yourself and it's like yeah I did it by myself and they're like sometimes I, I, I watch interviews and people are like I'm an entrepreneur. I built, I built this, and I bought this, and I, and these things I'm having. I did it, by, and I asked myself that, hey, where, where on earth can people do things by themselves without the absence of? I mean, without God, you can do things on yourself. Why is that people have found it so, 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 so? I don't know what word to use. I mean, people seem to be so normal that when they do something they have to neglect god and take god out and like when they ask them how did you manage to get this he said it is by hard work i know we have to work hard but you see zerubbabel was working so hard but yesterday he couldn't build a temple i mean if you don't involve god you cannot do anything if you are here i am speaking to you tonight that whatever you are doing you want to involve god in it that god come and take control some of us we are using our strength and our power and this thing is even waking us up and it is even drying our feet but we have to involve god tonight i came to tell somebody that whatever you want to build in the house of god you have to involve god whatever you want to do if you take god out you can never do if you take god out you are going to struggle you are going to struggle if you take god you take grace out you are going to so the bible said god said that grace unto him so he gave grace to zerubbabel so that he can build today god is going to give grace to you whatever you want to do god is going it is you have to get to that time and the time is now that you have to say god take in charge of this issue people god showed them we, 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 the, the only thing is that we can't wait on god that is why sometimes we, we always take ahead and we, we get ahead and, and god is behind us some of us god can show us 
a vision and God is not yet done with a vision. It's like some of us, you're praying about something. You're praying about a husband. You're praying about a wife. You're praying about a job. You're praying about any other thing. Then God tells you something or God gives you just a name. Let me use my name. God give me Emmanuel. If I'm a woman and God mentioned Emmanuel, as soon as God mentioned Emmanuel, I begin to think in my mind that, oh, there are, I mean, how many friends do I have that you are called Emmanuel? Then you begin to assume for God and say, okay, so God, you are talking about Emmanuel, but you don't wait for God to finish. Right after God said Emmanuel, you just pack your stuff. Oh, I'm done with the prayers today. God has spoken to me. So you are going and when you go, you just take the lead and God is still waiting for you there at your prayer room, the way you were praying because he just mentioned one name, because he just gave you a word and you think that is all. The word that God has given me, that is all. So you are going and you leave grace behind. That is why you got into, people get into relationship, people get into marriage and they go there and the things that's not work for them and they come back and they come to blame God forgetting that they have to wait and listen to God. You take the, you take ahead because you cannot wait and listen to the voice of God. You are always seeing strugglers in whatever you are doing. But tonight I came to tell you that wait for a while when God is speaking. There is a place that you have to get to that when God wants to speak to you, he does not speak a word, but he wants to speak mysteries. Not just a word, but mysteries unto you. So there is a place that you have to wait. You see, Uncle Moses, that I have to call him our Apostle Moses. I don't know if I can call him Apostle. I don't know what to call Moses. And 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 because he he was a man that he was so he, he I mean we know people that that Moses was someone who was quick tempered and it shows in, in a scripture when God told him to stretch for the staff he hit the staff. But when Moses was going in for the word of God for his people. He waited 40 days and 40 nights. Listen, there are times you have to wait for 40 days and 40 nights for God to speak, not just a day. A day is not enough. I told myself, one time I made a mistake and I said, and I told myself, I will never make this mistake again. I mean, God was speaking and he did not finish speaking. Then I went ahead and I took that decision. I went, and when I went ahead and the things, things started falling, God, spoke to me and said son you see you do not wait for me to deliver the word you see and god took me the scripture and said moses was waiting for the for, for for the laws for the people and the lord did not come in one day he waited in 40 days in prayer just writing something for god how can you wait on grace to receive how can you wait on grace to receive we are so quick to receive one word because we want to go go to the place and speak the mysteries and people say Charlie this man of God is Ojashos no 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 people of God I don't come to tell you Ojashos staffs I came to tell you the reality that you have to wait on God when he's speaking you have to wait there are times you have to wait on him on five days before you take that decision there are times you have to wait on him on 21 days before you can take that decision there are times that you have to wait on him a day with him there are times that he wants to spend with you but you are so quick where are you going can't you wait on God can't you wait on God for a while can't you wait on God for a while and listen to what God is saying we are too busy doing things for Christ we are too busy doing things for Christ I like I've always been saying that Martha met Christ and Mary met Christ and <laughs> You've met Christ and you are going to cook for Christ. You know the food that God lies. I don't I don't believe I don't know why why sometimes we Christians of late it's like there are people that they you sometimes I, I get to church and I see people doing things for Christ and God will open my eyes and I'll see their heart and what they are doing and God will tell me that this person what he is doing he is wasting his time 
have told this person to join the singing the singing choir but this person is in the prayer ministry because they call him because he knows how to pray you see you can know how to pray but that prayer is to build you up so that you can be in other ministry but you see because you want people to come to you and tell you their stories you are spending time to pray but god is calling into another ministry you don't want to listen to god now people want to be prophets people want to prophesy because now it is so nice and sweet to be a prophet i am a prophet even when i was i wanted to accept this calling i told god that god this is not my calling because until god revealed a lot of visions unto me because i don't want i don't want to prophesy when god has not said it now people are so eager and they are in a haste that they want to prophesy god has called them into the apostolic ministry god has called them into the teaching ministry god has called them into into the pastor's ministry god has called them into the evangelist ministry but these people are running away and because now the prophets have people that they have to tell you about the mind of god but who told you that a pastor cannot tell you the mind of god and 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 what are you talking about and what are you saying what do you know about the mind of god the mind of god is not what what the prophet is saying but the mind of god is in the scripture he said that set into the scripture you will see what god is talking about the mind of god is the word of god every prophetic word that have to come must fulfill scriptures any prophet that prophesied to you and when you when you see the prophecy and and you compare the prophecy to the word of god and it does not tarry that is the fake prophet that is a wrong prophet because the person is not have or has not been caught into the prophetic i know that that it is the prophetic means a lot and it, it it is very important but sometimes everybody wants to prophesy everybody wants to say that says the lord but god has not said anything but why are you saying that says the lord so that is why people are deceived but i'm here to tell you the ministry that god have called into if you wait upon him there is a grace that is coming that you will not struggle to do ministry in your field you will not struggle to do ministry in your field. You will not struggle to do ministry in your field. What has God called you to do for him? He has called you to do something for him. You have not realized it. I, I have I have I have one daughter in, in the Lord and and I uh, I was speaking to her two days ago and she was like everybody is saying that I, I am I am too young uh, and at this age I mean it's normal that I haven't realized my purpose and my and, and my destiny and I'm like and I'm like dear you see it's not people that can or it's not people that have to tell you that you have not realized your purpose and it's normal I mean purpose is always found in Christ if you have not know, getting to know Christ you will not know your purpose purpose are not finding books my purpose is finding Christ. When Adam realized his purpose on earth, when Adam, Adam realized and met God, he realized his purpose. Purpose is always found in Christ. So I told her, is that what people want to say is that, I mean, maybe you have not developed your talent, you have not gotten to know your talent because God gives talent to people. Purpose is when we work in the, in the will of God, not when we work at the bank field not when we go to the teaching i mean purpose is how it always has to be in the world of god so if what or let me say whatever you do on this earth and it is not in the world of god you're not working in purpose <coughs> sorry you're not working in purpose there is god giving talent that is what you develop and you use that to bless people so if you have not realized your talent that is not a mistake god can help you because when you realize your purpose in him he helps you and gives you the knowledge and you develop your talent i mean that is when you can get to people you can have a spiritual father and you work with him and he can see that you are very good at this and that person tells you that this thing you are very good at that i mean you can still preach the gospel and still be a football player sometimes i wonder why is that football players always have to live a certain lifestyle and i i realized there was this one football player he used to play for manchester united and i was watching him and he goes to church with dr sonny bedwin he does everything in the kid and i saw that his life is different and god was needs to look at this young man's life and look at other people what tells you that a christian cannot worship god and play football and live the life the the, the, the life that god wants him to me who told you that you cannot work at the bank or you cannot be a politician and still follow god 
why do you want the people to corrupt your mind because we are not born of corruptible seed grace did not want us to be corrupted so tonight i came here to tell you that grace is going to bring an end to every struggle every struggle grace is going to bring an end to every struggle and i want to just end with one last thing then we just zoom into a time of prayer about grace grace unlocks greatness grace it unlocks greatness grace unlocks greatness if, if, if maybe you have not acknowledged that grace of god it unlocks greatness destiny in the kingdom of god is a function of grace destiny in the kingdom of god is a function of grace when struggle are eliminated the road is paved for achievement of greatness the road is paved for achievement of greatness so grace unlocks the destiny which involves the ability to dream to achieve one's dream grace place you where god is listen you want to get this and and when you get these revelations and this this teachings i mean you 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 can you can do everything you want to do because grace is going to be there for you grace is a place where god is so to find grace you have to get to that place you have to get to that place search for god where he is and you will meet him there is a place that god is that he's calling his children to come and meet him one on one have an encounter with him there is a place there is a place that god is calling you see when he called moses moses was from moses was afar and moses saw the bush that they was burning and that was the place that god was the fireplace that god was because he wanted to speak to moses he cannot speak to him from afar but he told him to draw near come close you see god wants to speak to you he cannot speak to you from afar you are too far from listening to the voice of god you are too far listen god is calling you but you are far from him i came to speak to somebody there that god is calling you but you are far you are far from god you are far from god why don't you turn to god and listen to him for once why don't you draw near to god and listen to him come near closer he told moses come near come near don't be afraid listen people of god god is not somebody that you should be afraid of although you have to give him the respect and the reverence but he is not somebody he is not a man holding a cutlass to cut your head no 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 that is not our god he is not described as a wicked god he is either calling you each and every day every morning you wake up you can hear god calling you to that place so grace is a place where god is and there your potentials which are hidden can be discovered so whenever you get to god he helps you to discover your potentials the ones that you don't know of so he said pray on to me that i will tell you hidden things that you don't know of there are a lot of things that is hidden that we don't even know there are a lot of things that god wants to do with our life that we don't even know but when you get time to pray with him he will show you all these things and the grace place at your disposal of all heavenly supplies that you did not know existed so that is one thing about grace it's a lot of greatness and and i want you to know that when you pray you see david was someone that was 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 neglected by the family and david was always in the bush feeding the flocks but when grace came upon him his greatness was being unlocked that the grace that unlocked greatness can be wisdom can be anointing can be talent skill strength and people you see so when david's time came it was unlocked and the anointing of god fall upon him and automatically he has to be the king he has to be the king that david who was watching over the sheep when he encountered grace who was god and he unlocked that greatness for him he became the king the anointing fall upon him and he became the king 
So whatever you are searching for, grace is there. I mean, the anointing that you are searching for, the greatness that you are searching for, your skills, your talent, your strength that you are searching for. Grace can help you to meet people that they will become a blessing to you in your life. Sometimes you can meet people who are in the academic field and they will become a blessing to you. Sometimes you can meet people who are in the ministry field, they become a blessing to you. You can meet people who are in the political field and they become a blessing to you. So David, a shepherd boy, his grace unlocked his destiny. He became the king. Tonight, I'm here to tell you that after this conference, any destiny that needs to be unlocked, God is going to unlock it. Because there is a strong grace and an angel here that is going to unlock the things that has been locked by men. Whoever has locked your destiny, God is going to unlock it. Wherever God wants to take you, you are going there and you will get there. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we ready to pray? I just want us to pray because we have more time tomorrow. We will just zoom. And tomorrow I'll make you understand. I'll, I'll go deeper and tell you the type of grace that we have. We, we, there's a lot of grace, a lot of things that we have. We are going to learn tomorrow. There's, there's a type of grace that we have. We have this saving grace. We have this saving grace. There are levels of grace that we have. We have the general grace that everybody knows that we wake up in the morning and say, by the grace of God, I'm fine. I've received salvation. And we have the growing grace and we have the greater grace. I mean, there are a lot. And, and I, will, I will give you the scriptures for you to understand. We have the exceeding grace and the spirit of grace level. And I will give you scriptures that will go into it so that we get to know what grace is about. But tonight we are going to pray. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of us are about to pray, but I'm ready to pray. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm charged up. I'm really charged. I told Apostle yesterday that Apostle, I'm charged up for today. Because today I'm actually thinking my my my, my meeting from the from the church. And 